With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm, who's filling in for Michael Lombardi. Palm, it's, a, it's, it's been a great uh, two-day stretch here for us. We were on the show yesterday. We had a lot of fun. Now we have a lot of topics to get to and some college hoops as well with the conference title games tipping off later on this afternoon. And five terrific guests. We have five I, I mean, guests. Awesome. And uh, a very special guest coming up here in just over 10 minutes. <laughs> we 100% will. <laughs> Jam-packed show over these next two hours. Make sure to tweet at us, at VEASAN Live on Twitter, at Mike Palm Circa is where you can find Mike Palm. At Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. Like he said, five guests on this jam-packed show. Michael Lombardi, the host of this show, former NFL front office executive, Writer at the Daily Coach, host of the GM Shuffle podcast, will be joining us in 15 minutes. What's the latest that he's hearing now that we've seen the number one overall pick traded in the NFL draft? The Bears make the trade with the Panthers yesterday afternoon. Wes Reynolds, host of VEASAN tonight and also a contributor to the VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast, will join us in 30 minutes, talking all things conference tournament Saturday in college hoops. Carl Jick Jack Johnson, sportsbook <laughs> director over at the Beau Rivage, will join us in 45 minutes. Jick Jack will have the latest from behind the window in SEC country. Michael Sean Dugar, Seahawks beat writer for The Athletic, comes on in 8-15. What's the latest with the Seattle Seahawks? They're one of the more interesting teams this offseason. What are they going to do in free agency? What are their plans at the top of the draft? Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata in 90 minutes from now. TG has a few best bets on today's card and also has some thoughts on the Big 12 title game between Kansas and Texas. But first, let's recap what we saw last night and yesterday afternoon in college basketball. We were talking about it a little bit, Mike, uh, during the break or before we started the show, rather. Really entertaining day of basketball, especially that late afternoon window. Marquette, UConn, Duke, Miami. Then the, in the evening, we had Texas TCU. What kind of stood out to you from yesterday's college hoops? Uh, UConn Marquette was a great game. We had three games go down to the wire in that 3.30, 4 o'clock Pacific start time window. Uh, Penn State was also right down to the wire uh, with Northwestern. Uh, good game. TCU clawed, clawed their way with Texas. Just couldn't get there. 
Texas moves on, so another 1-2 matchup there in the Big 12, maybe the most anticipated um, th- that in Arizona-UCLA with the 1-2 matchups in conference uh, conference finals. I thought an underrated game was the late game at Thomas and Mack last night. Electric atmosphere with the Boise stand- fans supporting them. They played a great first half, had an eight-point lead, but it was all Utah State in the second half, so that sets up another showdown with San Diego State. Remember, they didn't play in Logan mm-hmm. this year. They only played at Viejas, so uh, that should be a great matchup. A ton of title games where the spread's one and a half here today, Femi. So yes. Should be a great day. I was going to say, that's the whole conversation we had yesterday. Do you lay the one and a half if you yeah. like the favorite, or you take that on the money line there? Uh, one of the great debates in all of college <laughs> basketball betting, uh, I think we've kind of sided on the money line, just just pay the price. <laughs> just pay the price and not lay the minus 115, or mi- minus one and a half at minus 110 there. So obviously college basketball will be a lot of fun coming up later on today. We'll get you those thoughts in 30 minutes once we bring on Wes Reynolds, but we got to talk about the trade that we saw in the NFL <laughs> yesterday. We discussed this about, hey, what are the Carolina Panthers going to do? Could they look at Lamar Jackson, a veteran quarterback that route since they were sitting back at number nine? Carolina, they came out and said they're not going to pursue Lamar Jackson when Baltimore went ahead and tagged him. And I guess we found out why. Because they pursued the number one overall draft pick and they secured it yesterday with a trade with the Chicago Bears. The Panthers are sending pick nine pick 61, a first-round pick in 2024, a second-round pick in 2025, and wide receiver DJ Moore to the Chicago Bears for the number one overall draft pick. Your initial reaction when you saw this yesterday afternoon, and what do you think the Panthers do? Which quarterback are they moving up for? I discussed this with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds, who's going to join us uh, in a half hour. But I, I really think this is makes C.J. Stroud uh, the choice with the Panthers going up to get this pick. It's interesting. I think Frank Reich sticks it to the Colts a little bit. I think they were in the Derby to try to make a trade with the, the Bears to get the number one pick for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I don't know who they're going to be stuck with. Maybe Will Levis uh, at four. I, I grade this an A for the Bears. I mean, you think about what you're getting with Moore and how this sets up the Bears in the draft. I mean, it's pretty incredible. You get the nine overall you have two second-round picks, two fourth-round picks, two fifth-round picks this year. You still have cap space. Maybe you go out and get Thielen. You keep him right in the same mm-hmm. division. I, I like this I like this trade a lot for the Bears. I think there's a lot to look up to there. They're going to be moving to a new stadium in Arlington Heights. I think this gives a lot of headwind to the Bears here, and I think they did a great job. I'll call this at, at go down in history, uh, you know, with the Herschel Walker trade, the great trade robbery and all. This will be known as the Lovey Smith trade. Lovey <laughs> Smith, who stuck it to the Texans by win, winning the final game of the year and cost them everything. I mean, it's amazing. This could have been theirs or the number one draft pick, but instead mm-hmm. it winds up with the Bears. And w- yesterday, ESPN's Adam Schefter was on SportsCenter, and he was talking about how Houston tried to move up to number one. Like, they had those <laughs> discussions. It's like, you could have just easily lost to the Indianapolis Colts in that game in Week 18. You wouldn't have to try to do anything. You'd have been sitting there picking first overall. There was a lot of interest in that Bears pick. It goes to the Carolina Panthers. You mentioned C.J. Stroud. Sportsbooks across the country have C.J. Stroud now minus 350 to be the first overall pick. Bryce Young is now down to plus 275. Richardson plus 380. Will Levis 30-1. to one. You think it's Stroud. I think a lot of people think it's going to be C.J. Stroud. Do you think that we're making a little bit of an assumption right now? Maybe it is Stroud, and we learn that a week from now or two weeks from now, but do you think as of we sit right now, not even a day after the trade was made, that we're making a little bit of an assumption that Stroud shouldn't be minus 350, that punitive of a favorite? Oh, that's too big of a move. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you moved him to even money or minus 140 or something like that, I, I could see that. I think it eliminates Richardson. Richardson's not going to Carolina. They're, they're, they don't have, you know... 
This is this is they don't have somebody that they they can make a project out of, right? And and mm. and, and and mentor this guy. Mm. I think Stroud steps in and plays this year. Probably, I think so much was made out of Young's height and the shoes and the heels and all of that. I think that hurt him a little bit. But the interesting part of this, and we'll talk to Michael Lombardi here in, in 10 minutes, it starts eliminating teams from this Lamar Jackson Derby, right? Mm-hmm. Carolina's out. It looks like the Dolphins are really out. And I keep going back to, is it Atlanta or is it somebody in the NFC North? This NFC North becomes a tough handicap right now. Yeah, It looks like Rodgers is gone. So you can probably draw a line through the Packers. Can, are the Bears going to turn it around quickly? I mean, Moore is a get-right guy now. Can they draft to the line? Can they add a receiver? Can they pick up some pieces on defense? They have all these draft picks. Do the Lions or the Vikings get involved um, with Lamar Jackson? I, I think it's making a line on the NFC North right now is really interesting, as well as yeah. trying to bet it. <laughs> yeah, no, it feels like it's a little bit impossible. The North and the South, I feel like you can make that argument because when the trade happened yesterday – I was thinking to myself, I was like, doesn't this just add more urgency if you're the Falcons to try to get something done with Lamar Jackson? I get that you talked about how teams are kind of taking themselves yeah. out of the running with Miami picking up Tua's fifth-year option, and now Carolina is going to have a rookie starting quarterback. Nobody knows what the hell Tampa Bay is going to be doing at quarterback. It could be a free agent. It could be Kyle Trask. Maybe it's Tom Brady coming out of retirement for a, th- a second time. Who knows what's going to happen with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But for Atlanta, who's sitting there right now with Desmond Ritter, if you get Lamar Jackson, how are you not the favorite to win that division and also one of the favorites and one of the contenders to win the NFC, period? I feel like knowing now that we have a rookie quarterback in Carolina, that should crank up the urgency for the Falcons, seeing that they're kind of out of range of getting one of those four guys. I thought if Carolina got Lamar that they'd be close to a pick with New Orleans at this point for the NFC South. I don't know if Atlanta gets to favoritism. Uh, just yet at that point, I, I, I kind of like more of the pieces in Carolina mm. surrounding them and the way they played the last half of the year. But that was another division where a month ago, we couldn't tell you who was going to be the starting quarterback on any of the four teams. I mean, oh. no shot. Not not even like a favorite, a small favorite to be the starting quarterback. <laughs> I, I You could have made it. It's going to be four guys that were not on the teams last year. could have been all draft picks yeah. or trades or things like that. So um, it, it's interesting, though, and, it, and it's... it's it's heating up, and uh, you know, in the midst of some of the best college basketball days of the year, the NFL still grabbing the headlines. That's what, that's how it is. <laughs> All they did was they moved the Super Bowl back one week, and now everything is happening during March Madness. Uh, I almost like the like the old days where it's like this was the week of free agency instead of what we're having right now. Um, but the New Orleans Saints right now talking about the NFC South. The Saints are the favorite at plus one thirty. Panthers plus two fifty. Bucks four to one. Falcons plus four fifty. If these are the quarterbacks that we have currently as the guys in week one, don't you think the Saints should be like minus something if, if we if we don't yeah. see quarterback improvement in yeah. Tampa and Atlanta? I do. I think the Saints should probably be minus 115, minus 120. But it, it's an interesting, do you take a speculation with the Falcons That's... that they're going to go get Lamar Jackson and get him at plus 450, yeah. right? I'd make Tampa Bay lower than Atlanta. Same. Tampa Bay, I don't think Tampa Bay's getting Lamar. No. I don't know where they're going. But Atlanta's got a realistic shot at it, even if they say they're not interested. Plus 450 is pretty juicy, you know. And if you don't get them, you don't get them. But mm-hmm. you, you, you'll you never get that. If, if you get them, like you said, what are you going to get on them? Plus 120 exactly. if, if you get Lamar. So it's worth, you know, a little shot there. That's I, I keep looking at their <laughs> prices. Division. Super Bowl, win, win the <laughs> NFC, like, like win total stuff. That's not out right yeah. now. Like that'll be out. I'm sure we'll know whether they're going to go and get Lamar or not by the time the win totals come out. But 
all of their prices to win the division, to win the NFC and win the Super Bowl, that's been like circulating in my head for about eight days now. Because <laughs> I'm just like, if they get him, these are going to drastically change. And you're going to have probably about a 30 second window at most to try to make those bets whenever that news ends up dropping. So we think the Falcons are still in on the Lamar Jackson thing. They said that they're out, but NFL teams say a lot of stuff all the times, and it might not necessarily be true. But as we sit right now, the Carolina Panthers will be picking number one overall, once again making that trade with the Chicago Bears yesterday afternoon, sending a boatload of picks and even DJ Moore at wide receiver to the Windy City. The Bears side of things, you mentioned the NFC North real quick, and we'll talk about this later on. They, could, they have a little bit of room to get better now that they have a legitimate pass catcher for Justin Field. Real quick, Fimmy, two games that just started in soccer that I'm on. You can still get them in game. There we go. Cardiff Preston North End in the English Championship League under flat two minus 120 and Tottenham and Nottingham Forest under two and a half minus 105. There we go. We're going overseas and we're also going across the country <laughs> wherever Michael Lombardi is along his road trip. We'll discuss the number one pick with him next year on the GM Shop or rather on the Lombardi line here presented <laughs> by PetMGM. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm filling in for Michael Lombardi. Last segment, we were talking about number one overall pick. So we said, you know what? We know he's making his way across the country. We know that he's supposed to have some downtime, but we got to call the guy, the guy who hosts this show, the guy who writes for the Daily Coach, 
host the GM Shuffle podcast. He is the guy that you know and love. Michael Lombardi, former NFL front office executive, host of this very show, Lombardi Line. Michael, we appreciate you taking the time to speak with us this morning as you're making your way across the country here. We got to talk number one overall pick. Yesterday, we see the trade between the Bears and the Panthers. Carolina moving up all the way to number one now. We presume to take their quarterback of the future here. What was your initial reaction for this? And also, do you think that the Panthers already know who they're going to select or are they still going through the evaluation process? I think the Panthers have it down to two candidates. I would be shocked uh, if it wasn't Stroud or Bryce Young. Uh, I can't imagine they needed to go to one to get Will Levis. So that's to me. And then Anthony Richardson, I don't think that fits with what, uh, you know, what Frank Wright's offense would look like. So I think you have to work backwards. I mean, David Tepper, since he's bought this team, has been trying to get an elite quarterback. Uh, and I think ultimately he feels like he did with this trade. And Chicago, I didn't think they would go as far down as nine to do it. I know they had other offers, but I guess they felt like D.J. Moore was the kicker in the deal. They had other, they had other trades on the table, but I think D.J. Moore probably sealed the deal for them. Michael, explain the logic in Carolina giving up this much for an unproven rookie instead of going after Lamar Jackson? I think a lot of it is money, Mike. I mean, when you go after this guy, this rookie quarterback, you get five years at a really cheap contract to build your team around. If you go after Lamar, you better have a good team because that contract is going to take a lot of cap space from you. So it becomes a little bit of a problem. We all talk about this. The best way to build your team is when you have a quarterback under a rookie contract. I think that's it. Now, I don't understand it either because if you were in the Deshaun Watson Derby last year and you were in every situation when it came to a quarterback, why aren't you in Lamar? I mean, Atlanta says they're not in it. Carolina isn't in it any longer. Miami says they're not in it. Like, I don't understand that a lot of it comes down to the economics plus how hard it is to get a deal done with Lamar because of the unique way he's handling his negotiation with his mom. I mentioned this before. I think Lamar cost himself his draft pick status by not having an agent. There's no reason he should have been the 32nd pick in the draft. And now I think he's costing himself by not having an agent in terms of bringing together a deal. We're speaking with Michael Lombardi, former NFL front office executive, host of this very show, also the writer of The Daily Coach and host of the GM Shuffle podcast. Michael, you said that you think the Panthers are down to two guys, perhaps, between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Right now, the betting market has C.J. Stroud minus 350 to be the prohibitive favorite to go number one overall. Bryce Young is plus 275. Do you think the gap should be that wide here, or is it much closer than that? You know, Femi, since I've been doing this for five years at Decent, I've learned to not fall apart. When the betting market shifts like that, they know more than I know. I, I, my initial reaction I did yesterday with Sean King and Dave Ross filling in for Tim Murray, my initial reaction was C.J. Stroud. I've heard from somebody in the league, they're back and forth. But i got to believe that if you're going to trade all these assets, you want somebody who you're not concerned in terms of anything health-wise and durability-wise, that's what led me to Stroud. So, I mean, I think for me, it fits for Stroud. It wouldn't shock me for Bryce Young because Bryce Young is very talented. But knowing Frank Wright, I think Stroud and his size fits him more. 
Michael, who are the Jets competing with to get Aaron Rodgers? It doesn't feel like they're competing with anybody. Is Green Bay even going to get 25 cents on the dollar for him? Well, I, I, that's a great thing. I mean, Mark Murphy comes out yesterday and basically says he wants to make this happen. He lowered it. You know, he, that wasn't a real good negotiating position that he took. So I was told they were asking for a first-round pick and then something else. And then there's been reports that they probably could get it for two. But to answer your question, Mike, the competition for Aaron Rodgers, I think, is nothing. I don't think there's anyone else competing for him. I, I don't think the Raiders are competing for him. I don't think the Atlanta Falcons are competing. All the teams that need a quarterback aren't. I mean, look, Femi and I talk about this on the GM Shuffle. There's a lot of quarterbacks available. You know, we talked about Matthew Stafford being available. People are saying, oh, that's ridiculous. Okay, what's more ridiculous, Matthew Stafford being available or spending $57 million of guaranteed money for Matthew Stafford over the next year? What's more ridiculous? Yeah, I'm not trying to pay Stafford that much money given his health history here. Uh, Michael, I want to get back to the draft here because I think the top five is really fascinating. I think the assumption is that Houston at number two is going to take a quarterback. Please correct me if I'm wrong here. Arizona at three, I think, is a really interesting pivot point now that the Bears have moved out of one and the Panthers have that pick here. Do you think the Cardinals will now start fielding calls for teams that are looking for quarterbacks to move up to number three? Well, I think Monty Ossendorf will always be looking to move around. I mean, if you go his background with the Patriots and then with John Robinson at Tennessee, I think he's going to value draft picks, which he needs. And where can he go? I think the question is, where can you go and still get an elite player? So that, I think that's it. I think the, the Bears decided that they're still going to get a good player at nine, and then they've got all these other assets. So I think that's the same thing. But what quarterback would you take at three if you needed to move up? Is that Will Levitt? I don't know. Is that Anthony Richardson? A lot of people are interested in Anthony Richardson, and I think there's a lot of movement going around to see if that could be the case. So the value is going to come in based on the, the necessity. I agree. Houston, I think, is locked in on a quarterback, and I think Houston is, in, is locked in on Will Levitt as much as anybody. I think they like him too. Michael, your reaction to the Dolphins picking up two as fifth-year option? I think they had to, Mike, because what, one thing we don't discuss enough about is there's two things when it comes to players, contract and the player. If they don't pick up the option, then he dangles out there and they have no control over it. So by picking up the contract, he now, now that becomes easier for them to trade because he's under contract. Remember, you cannot trade a player who's not under contract. So to me, it made perfect sense, not that they want to get rid of him, but it gives them all the options that they need if they want to get rid of them. See, I think we have to say that. This love affair people have with one player has to be removed, right? Like, that's not the case. Like, players are exchangeable, especially at this time of the year. And when you have them under contract, you can then trade them. Michael, I was reading earlier today Bob McGinn from one of his articles talking about Jalen Carter, the Georgia defensive lineman. And it feels like people around the league are kind of split on Carter and the quote-unquote character issues do you still think that he's someone who's thought of as a potential first defensive player drafted or could he maybe tumble down the board like could the bears still get be able to get a chance at drafting carter at number nine i think one of the reasons they went to nine was because of the uncertainty with carter i don't think they wanted to ever go to nine but i think when the light of the carter events i think that allowed them to want to move down to nine and I felt like they feel like they didn't have they could go further down and maybe still get a good defensive player, whether it's Carter, Will Anderson, or a corner. So I think that's the case. But look, there's a lot that needs to be 
constructed backwards on this Carter situation, and I don't think anybody really knows for sure until all the information and data gets put into place. And, you know, it is concerning. I mean, look, when you go through teams, the final four teams of the, of the conference championships, when you look at all their draft capital based on the assets, the Chiefs were the team that didn't really have any assets, but they were able to take guys who had some character issues, whether it's Tyreek Hill, whether it's any of those other, uh, Travis Hunt, Travis uh, the running back, right? They took all these guys that had Kareem Hunt, excuse me, who had some issues, and they got through it. And that's, to me, by doing due diligence on the situation, and I think that remains to be seen on Carter. Michael, we got just over a minute. Carolina out on Lamar. Miami out on Lamar. Obvious Atlanta, but they say no. Explain to me why Detroit shouldn't be interested in Lamar. Well, because I think Detroit has got that. They, they've, they've drunk the Kool-Aid on Jared Goff. they won games. They <laughs> want to keep, you know, the word chemistry is now in play in Detroit. They want to keep their team together. And I think this is a dangerous slope to be on. The Giants are on the same slope. When you bring your same team back that wasn't good enough to get you to the playoffs, but yet you think it's good enough, you're down a dangerous slope. But I think that they have a hard time making changes. I think they're in that whole element of we need golf. Detroit right now is the favorite to win the NFC North. Kind of crazy where we were a year ago, fast forward to now. He is Michael Lombardi. Check him out here, normally on the Lombardi line. You can take a listen to the GM Shuffle I'll podcast back, as well. Femi, don't worry. I'll, <laughs> be back. I'll be back on Tuesday, Femi. Don't worry. I'll be back. All right, buddy. We're, we're, we're waiting for you to get back here and to get to Las Vegas. We'll talk to you soon. Michael, be well. Thanks, Mike Tom. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> All right. Well, Wes Reynolds talking some college hoops on the other side. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you are filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops-Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. He's Mike Palm. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. You know, that's a great deal, Mike, but we like to give people little appetizers, a little bit of nibbles here. And one of the appetizers is a very nice appetizer. Put it on the Appetizer Hall of Fame. It's our next guest here. One of the sharpest college basketball minds at the network. Wes Reynolds, host of VEASAN tonight, also contributor to the VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast. Wes, good morning. Thanks for waking up with us here this morning on the Lombardi line. Let's start off with the Big Ten tournament here. The Ohio State Buckeyes have turned into the story of the tournament, making this run now to the semifinals, taking on the top-seeded Purdue Boilermakers today. Buckeyes catching 7.5, total 133.5 here. Why do you have interest on Ohio State? Yeah, this is a team, Femi, that I've been riding ever since Zed Key got hurt. And this is a team with talent. It's just kind of been a mismatch of players, though, a bunch of bunch of wings and not a lot of size down low, but they've been shooting the ball very well. If you look, uh, 
Uh, they beat Illinois, they beat Maryland, and then they did cover, even though they lost at Michigan State. But three games in a row, now trying to go its fourth game in four days. Bryce Sensible, obviously, you have to check his injury. He is their leading scorer. He did not play yesterday afternoon, so they were going to try to check and see if he would go. I'd be surprised if he played, like, effectively. I mean, they might play him some minutes today just to see if he could go, but yesterday was an elimination game and he couldn't go, so I'm not counting on too much, but these guards and these freshmen really have played well for Ohio State. Now, you know, up against it, fourth game in four days, but you know, sometimes it's better, Femi, we get a little bit stubborn. We feel mm-hmm. like, okay, we can get in front of the streak. And, look, I raise my hand. I'm guilty as charged of this as much <laughs> as anybody. We try to get in front of that streak. Sometimes you just keep riding it. And I'm going to keep riding the Buckeyes today until they lose. Wes, let's switch to the SEC. Vanderbilt beats Kentucky last night, earns a spot in the semifinals against Texas A&M, playing in Nashville here and catching six. You like the Commodores today? I do like the Commodores, Mike. Uh, and Vanderbilt is one of these teams that could be one of the quote-unquote bid stealers. Mm-hmm. Most of the teams still alive in these big conferences are going to, you know, going to get at large bids anyway. Ohio State, obviously, the notable exception that we just talked about. But Vandy runs a lot of good ball screen motion, uh, and I think on short prep. They're a little bit of a tough team to play. Now, their big guy, by the way, Liam Robbins, who is the big seven-footer from Minnesota, they haven't had him. They got him back for a couple games, and then he got hurt late in the regular season. Uh, but I like what Vanderbilt is doing, and I think they could backdoor their way into an NCAA tournament bid. Jerry Stackhouse, they run some really good stuff. They don't turn the ball over. They foul at one of the lowest rates in the conference. So, you know, I'm a little worried about them on the glass today, but I thought that this was a big number on short prep for Texas A&M. We're speaking with Wes Reynolds, VEASAN host of VEASAN Tonight and also contributor to the College Basketball Betting Podcast here. Wes, let's get to the late-night action here down the street at T-Mobile Arena with the Pac-12 title game, Arizona and UCLA. The Bruins right now, the consensus one-point favorite with the total at 148. UCLA really impressive yesterday against Oregon. Can they get it done, albeit shorthanded, against the Wildcats? Yeah, I'm not sure they can, Femi. But then again, I didn't think that they were going to blow out Oregon in the final several minutes of the game last night either. And you mentioned being shorthanded. Not only Jaden Clark, but or Jalen Clark, rather, but Adem Bona went down with a shoulder injury last night. And it took a pretty Herculean performance from the point guard, Tiger Campbell, who was awesome last night for UCLA. And they just took or took Oregon out of the game in the final 10 minutes. But I think Arizona, they split the season series. Arizona lost the season finale at UCLA. That number, by the way, is going to go down. Arizona is going to be the favorite, I think, come tip-off time. Because when I was on the air with Matt Humans last night, I noticed it. And if you follow the Pac-12 tournament out here in Las Vegas, Arizona by far is the biggest crowd contingent here. Mm-hmm. I saw them at, at the Circus Sportsbook last night, which, by the way, was packed uh, on a Friday. I can't imagine what it's going to be for March Madness next week. It was packed last night, and there was a lot of Arizona people. And a lot of Arizona people are going to bet Arizona because that line spiked up to eight and a half. I made the mistake of getting in front of it as U of A really put ASU away the final few minutes. but. I like Arizona. I just think UCLA defensively 
their defense is wrecked without Clark and Bone and Isaac long term. Wes, I think one of the most underrated games of the day, at least from a public perspective, is this Conference USA Championship game from Frisco, Texas, between UAB and FAU. I've got an interest in this game. This is, you know, FAU comes in, they're 30 and 3. They went 18 and 2 in the league. When they played in Boca Raton, they were a two-point home favorite. That game ended up a push in January. When they had to go to the Bartow Center in February, uh, UAB was a two-point favorite and won by nine. I thought this number would come out two, two and a half in favor of, of FAU. We opened it one. It's gone all the way to one and a half UAB, and you like UAB. Yeah, I do. And, and look, I'm hoping we talk about bid stealers. I'm hoping Conference USA ends up a two-bid league. Uh, uh, Dusty May, fellow Indiana Hoosier alum, done a great job down at FAU. I hope they get in the tournament, even if they lose this conference title game. But I do like UAB here. Jordan Jelly Walker was great yesterday, as he usually is in the Conference USA tournament. He actually, the second game you referred to at the Bartow Arena, that was his first game back. He had missed five games, so he only went 27 minutes, had an okay game. But the rest of the team really stepped up. So I think Conference USA may end up a two-bid league. Boy, it's hard to keep a 30-win team out of the NCAA tournament. So I think UAB gets the automatic bid. I think the market has this right. Wes, we got about three minutes left. I want to hit on a couple more games here. Let's start with the ACC. Duke and Virginia, the Blue Devils, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Total 123-and-a-half. I know you don't have a play in this game, but do you have a, maybe a lean? And also going forward, are you buying the Blue Devils heading into the NCAA tournament? Uh, I am a little bit, Femi, uh, and, I, and I do lean Duke in this spot. What I've really been impressed with with Duke is their defense because if you've watched a lot of Duke teams in the past that are very, very talented, and certainly this one is too, they were the number one recruiting class in the country and got a couple impact transfers, but they don't really have like that dead-eye shooter that they usually have. There's no J.J. Redick on this team. There's no Allen. There's no Jay Williams from the guard position. But what they do is they play very good defense. They were number one in the conference playing a ton of freshmen on defense. And right now they were 17-8 and eight after they lost that OT game, by the way, in Virginia, which this is a payback game because if you remember that game, Kyle Filipowski got fouled going to the rim to uh, try to get the N1 and win the game in regulation. They said the clock expired. It's one of the first times I've ever seen Duke not get a call on the road. So <laughs> clearly, Don Shire hasn't established uh, the uh, referee's fear like Mike Krzyzewski did. But Duke really didn't get that call. I think Duke's out for payback. I, I think they rolled Virginia tonight. Wes, Femi mentioned how successful you are in college basketball. I, I don't want to get away without asking you about the Players' Championship. They finished the round twos. Adam Svensson with a two-shot lead over Scheffler, Morinkawa, uh, three back. Your thoughts on how to approach the players for the last two rounds? Yeah, this is this is a wild uh, tournament. If you watch the ads that were promoting it, they were using the old Run DMC song. It's tricky because TPC <laughs> Sawgrass is tricky, and a lot of these guys have fallen prey to it. Uh, uh, Svensson never won on the PGA Tour. I bet him a few times. He is based down in South Florida, uh, and he's your two-shot leader. Scotty Scheffler leading on approach. I think he is the rightful favorite going into the weekend. The only two I really have in the mix, Mike, is Jason Day, or are Jason Day and Victor Hoblin, who are five back. I think if you're five, six back, you're not out of this. There's going to be carnage. 
I think, this weekend. This course, this Pete Dye course is very tricky. And it's going to, you know, bring a lot of these guys back to the field. So don't be afraid to maybe bet a guy a little bit down the board in that 20 or 30 to 1 range if you want to get involved live. Wes, we got 15 seconds left. Do the Hoosiers cover today? Uh, I think they do. I would lay money line. I've got my plus 550 to win the Big Ten tournament. I think that they're motivated to finally win this tournament, which they've never won. Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hunshafino were really good yesterday in the quarterfinal win. He is Wes Reynolds. Check him out on VEASAN tonight, Monday through Friday. Check him out on the College Basketball Betting Podcast and also on the Long Shots Podcast if you're into the PGA Tour stuff as well. Wes, we appreciate the time. Hope all is well and best of luck with the bets, man. Thanks, fellas. Good to be with you. Thanks, Wes. Awesome stuff. We'll have Carl Jig Jack Johnson on the other side from the Beau Rivage. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Femi Abbafe on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is offering college basketball fans a chance to pocket extra cash winnings all season long. Just log into your BetMGM account to receive your college basketball parlay boost token. Then place a college basketball parlay with a minimum of four legs using the token. If the parlay hits, you'll have your winnings boosted. New to BetMGM? We'll download the app and sign up now to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Take your shot at making a big win even bigger. Place your four-leg parlay today and boost the excitement of college basketball like never before with a college basketball parlay boost token only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi of MFA alongside Mike Palm. We just had... 
Wes Reynolds on in the last segment. We've had Michael Lombardi on earlier in the show. It's a jam-packed show like we talked about at the top of the hour. A lot of guests. And I think the guest that we're both most looking forward to speaking with is a guest that's about to join us right now. Carl Jick Jack Johnson, the sports book director over at the Beau Ravage. Jick Jack, we follow each other on Twitter, but we've never done a show together here. Thank you for joining us. Let's talk some college hoops and bet some baskets, as we were talking about before we got on air here. Uh, what are you guys seeing behind the window with the Big 12 title game? Texas and Kansas top 10 matchup. Jayhawks two-point favorites, the consensus line total 142. Yeah, so, I mean, look, we've had good action. Uh, we was talking off air, you know, how it's amazing how our handle increases after the Super Bowl with college basketball. This great time of the year here. Uh, this Texas-Kansas matchup, very interesting. The folks down here love these uh, – uh, love these schools. It's actually uh, uh, close to not not far from us, but uh, the people down here are educated on these teams. Uh, yeah, we opened here uh, Kansas uh, one and a half, one forty one and a half. Uh, you know, I, and and look, Texas has been hot. Both these teams have been hot. But this is the thing that I like about games like this, where you've got two good teams playing for these championships in the conferences team uh, conference tournaments. Uh, I like, I think they both focus. I like Kansas a little bit in this game, uh, as opposed to say like, like Houston last night, you know, a big 23 point favorite. Uh, you could tell they were just kind of using that as a practice session, going through some, uh, some, some line changes. I'm using a hockey term, but <laughs> um, mixing their lineup up, you know, you could tell they was kind of working a little bit. Whereas in a game like this, where you got two good teams, uh, I like the better team here. ACC championship features two-seeded Virginia against the four-seed Duke, who might be uh, the hottest team in the country right now and taking steam in every game here. The Blue Devils favored now by two and a half. This game, of course, in Greensboro, North Carolina, Jick Jack. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I think you're exactly right, Mike. Uh, you know, Duke, uh, and that's one of the things that I kind of look for when I'm, I'm trying to put together something that I want to do personally with the tournament. Uh, they are the hottest team in college basketball right now. Like Wes uh, was alluding to earlier, <clears throat> they're playing solid defense. You know, and this the, the recipe for this uh, the, this national to make a run at this national championship. You know, you basically need a, a I guess with the exception of 2014 when UConn won it, you basically need a top 20 offense and you need a top 40 defense. Now, with that in mind, uh, you've got. Uh, you know, Houston, Bama, UConn, Purdue, Kansas, Texas, uh, that fall into that category right now. The bubble teams just outside of that number, uh, UCLA, Indiana, Creighton, and Maryland. Uh, so uh, Duke's kind of coming out of nowhere. Uh, you can get a good number on them. I think we're at 40 to 1, uh, but I like them. We're speaking with Carl Jick Jack Johnson, sportsbook director there over at the Beau Ravage. Jick Jack, we talked a little bit about it. The Houston Cougars, the favorite to win the national title, the number one team in the country according to the metrics and according to the polls. Today they're taking on Cincinnati in the semis of the American Athletic Conference Tournament. Nine and a half point favorites, total 135 and a half. But I know you guys are probably going to start rooting against Houston as we get into the tournament due to the kind of the, the liability that you guys have on the Cougars. Yeah, you know, uh, Femi, we, we feel really good, you know, and I think most books do. I, I mean, I'd love to hear what Mike has to say, but, you know, ordinarily when you enter a March Madness, you probably got, you know, maybe eight or nine teams, you know, that can that you feel like can make a run. 
you know, this year, I, I think it's a little bit more than that. I think it's 20, you know, just over 20 teams that I think if they get hot, they can make a run. Uh, Houston is our biggest liability. Uh, you know, we've got a, uh, a half a million dollar bet from Mattress Mac uh, at 10 to 1 uh, that he came in and placed there. Uh, all of our other streams, all of our other teams, we're, we don't have a bad scenario other than that one. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, and not to pull against Mattress Mac, but, you know, I think the, the competition will take care of itself. You know, it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, Houston's been at the top of the rank uh, just about all year, and it's generally tough for a team to run it all the way through like that. Yeah, Carl, Houston's actually our third biggest liability. UCLA's number one, Miami of Florida's number two. But if you put those three together, it's not half of what our liability is if, if the Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup, right? So it's mm. it, we're not in bad shape. We're This is a great time. There's a lot of two-way action. People are betting. You know, they're focused right now. You talk about Duke 40-1. to one. A lot of 40-1 to one shots people are trying to hone in on right now and at least get them to the second weekend and monetize their tickets. Yeah, you know, and I think that's the game. You know, I was doing a show the other day with uh, uh, Sean King, uh, you know, on, on primetime. I, I, I think that's the game that we play, you know. It's, you know, like our, our biggest liability here is Houston. So what we're trying to do, and I mean, it, it, we, we've got, you know, 15 or 20 other teams we're trying to, to make that number enticing so we can get some money into those pools for the futures, uh, you know, just to cut some of that liability out. But uh, this is going to be one of the biggest, uh, uh, I think, one of the more interesting tournaments that we've seen in a while just because I think the parity is just uh, uh, much more closely knit together here. Jake Jack, let's get over to SEC country in Nashville, the SEC tournament. Vandy and Texas A&M, the Aggies, six-point favorites, total 140. Vanderbilt knocks off Kentucky yesterday. But A&M has been one of the better stories in college basketball all season with the run that they've had here. How are people betting this one? Yeah, here they're betting us Vandy, Femi. Uh, so we're at uh, we're Texas A&M right now. We're at five-and-a-half, 140-and-a-half. Uh, but uh, we've got a pretty good uh, uh, Vandy crowd in this week, so our handle uh, on them is a little bit up. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I mean, both of these teams, I mean, uh, Texas A&M have uh, been pretty steady all year. Vandy uh, has, has won some uh, nice games this year. I mean, they beat some uh, – they've had some big wins. Uh, so, that, yeah, this is just a, a typical SEC battle here, uh, and, and, you know, we're getting money on the Vanderbilt right now. <clears throat> I want to talk about Conference USA, uh, this FAU-UAB game, and, you know, sort of your regional down there, Carl. I made this game myself two-and-a-half FAU. Uh, our bookmakers opened at one. They know more about college basketball than I do. But they, this game quickly got bet to a pick, then to one, now up to one-and-a-half UAB. Are you seeing UAB, steam as well? Yeah, we've we seen it. Uh, the Sharps hit UAB <laughs> minus the – well, yeah, it's, it's all the way – we're at minus one and a half now, so it's completely flipped. Uh, so, yeah, that is one of the games uh, that, they've, that they've hit. Uh, you know, not, not a whole lot of handle on it. Uh, but, you know, those Sharps, they love these markets like this, uh, and that's typically what they look for here. Jig Jack, I could ask you about another college basketball game, but quite frankly, I'm kind of interested in what's for dinner and what's for lunch today. You're always posting food on your Twitter account. What's on the menu? What do we got going on? Yeah, you, you know, look, uh, I, I tell people all the time, I'm not a good cook. I mean, I, I kind of eat like a billy goat. I could, If I could put salt and pepper on a piece of car, uh, cardboard, 
I'd probably eat it, uh, Femi. But, uh, you know, I cook for myself. Uh, it's the most popular, for whatever reason, it's the most popular question I get. Hey, Jig Jack, what are you eating today? Uh, so today I'm going to do it. When I get out of here, I'm going to do a brisket at the house. Mm. Uh, so it's one of my favorites. But, uh, you know, my favorite that I do a lot is I do a lot of chicken wings and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I do simple stuff. I made a pasta the other night that, you know, my, my Twitter blew up, you know, direct messages. How'd you do that? So I have fun with it. You know, look, I'm a, I'm a big eater. I'm a, I'm about 40 pounds overweight and I, I love it. <laughs> it's amazing. Jick Jack late in life. You're becoming Mississippi's answer to Justine Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, Mike. It's, it's amazing. But what, what, you know, of all the things that we have here, the information that they want, they want to know what we're eating. <laughs> One of the better Twitter follows all of, across Twitter, gambling Twitter, or whatever, is Carl Jig Jack Johnson. Jig Jack, we appreciate the time. All's well, man. Hope all's well with you. And uh, best of luck going forward. Thank you, guys. You guys have a great day. We'll see you soon. You too, Jick Jack. Uh, great All stuff right. from, uh, from Jick Jack, sportsbook director over at the Bow Revised. That does it for hour number one. Hour number two, we'll talk about some NFL teams with some key off-seasons here on the Lombardi Line. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.